All right. How's it going? Consider this a test. Consider this a piece of uh, transparency. Consider this a thought process. And just to be clear, it's about 2.30 in the morning where I am. And I've been trying to find a new way to express ideas that I think are really important. Now, it might be that none of these ideas are original, but then few thoughts actually are. We tend to borrow a lot of our ideas. We tend to reinvent things. It is how we are as people. I don't even know what I'm going to title this yet. Maybe something very simple. Maybe something like happiness. Whatever I choose, perhaps you'll give me some feedback on it. Perhaps you'll pass it on. Perhaps it's the little things that matter. So, what is it about happiness that's important? It means different things to different people. One topic that I've come across quite a few times recently is the subject of grades and marks and results for children in school. You see, children are spending a large amount of their childhood in this building in these little boxes that we call classrooms with everything all organized and everything all neat and everything all tidy and perhaps everything all sanitized. But is school really achieving what we want it to? Is it fulfilling the needs of the clients who are the students? Is it fulfilling the needs of the parents? Is it fulfilling the deepest desires of the teachers? Sometimes I look at the teachers and they they look lost. They look tired. They look bewildered. It's a hard job, that's for sure. 
I mean, who wants to be responsible for other people's children? I mean, really? And then within the schools, there's all this focus on the odd subjects of academics. What about just plain old happiness, fulfillment, joy, love, mental health? <laughs> what is the best thing to focus on and who decides? Is the point of a school to make us look good to other people, to make us look better than other people. And who decides what even better is? Are we educating from the perspective of adults or from the perspective of children? Because it seems to me that schools are designed in the way that adults think, not in the way that children learn. And then what is success and what does it mean? Is success progress? Is success to be first? Is success to not be last? And we all grow at different speeds different rates, with different interests, at different times. There's something fundamentally wrong about trying to get everybody to, to do the same thing in a very similar way. It's all very militaristic. <laughs> That's a hard word to say. Militaristic, yeah. Why does it matter that our children specifically read this book or that book? Why does it matter that they pass this test or that test? Because the tests, in essence, tell us very little about who children are and how they feel and what they're thinking about. Tests just tend to fill our heads with irrelevant thoughts. There's a lot being missed. <laughs> and there's a lot of time lost. What would happen if there was no school? It's just a thought experiment. What would happen? What would happen if the children got to choose what they wanted to do? I mean, really choose, not, not just be given the false choice of you can choose A, B, or C, but you can't say no. What if the children got to choose their teacher? <laughs> Would they all flock to the same classroom? 
How do the children measure each other? What's important to them? And what about the innate nature of life? The innate nature of the person? Is that catered for at all? For what are the things that that really matter? I mean, <laughs> we all like our eggs done slightly differently. <laughs> We've all got a different favorite kind of topping on the pizza, right? We all given the choice, choose different things to wear, different games to play, different thoughts to think, different words to say. Don't we want our children to to be themselves, to feel that they can be themselves without criticism, to feel a deep sense of unconditional love and belonging to spend their days surrounded by the people that they love and who love them surrounded by siblings, friends family those older and those younger we want them to develop healthy friendships and be parts of active communities to travel, to seek, to see, to know, to experience, to understand, to learn, to grow. Not all the aspects of health that are important or visible things. I mean, we see children run and play, but what is it that they think? How much time do they get to themselves? How much time do they get to play? Do they ever get to finish anything before somebody moves them on to the next activity? Do they ever get a space and a place away from the increasing stresses and pressures of life? A place away from the feeling of being watched, a place away from the bells and the whistles and the noises and the social experiments. away from the feeling that you always have to be more. (laughs) A place for themselves. For all children need a place for themselves, and a time for themselves. A space where they can learn about what interests them. 
a place that allows them to find their passion, to to explore. The very word itself, education, comes from educati, meaning in the Latin to to draw out, to find what is unique within the person and allow that to develop and grow. Kids need a place where their self is allowed to flourish, where self-esteem is not damaged by constant comparison and endless judgment and the life and death of grades. It occurs to me that so much of the way that a school operates in the modern world is just simply the opposite of what our children need to thrive. What's wrong with saying no from time to time? What's wrong with opting out? (laughs) Perhaps it is better to go in a different direction. I mean, who really knows? Can anyone predict the future? (laughs) How do you know what anyone is going to need? at any time. What about the developments of the world beyond what we know? What about the motions of the emotions and the emotional intelligence? That deep ability to understand yourself, to use the skills that you have, to know what you can and can't achieve, and yet to not limit yourself, to manage your own emotions in a positive way so that you can relieve stress and communicate effectively and empathize with others and overcome challenges and even diffuse conflicts. So much focus in life is given to academic intelligence, a piece of paper that allows you to gain another piece of paper that allows you to open a door to find a room to sit at a desk but there's so much more there's so much more to know there's so much more to learn not just about the world (laughs) the endless world not enough time There's not enough time to do everything, to climb every mountain, to swim every sea, to 
visit every country. We only see a little piece of the big picture. And yet we still have to be. We have to be self-aware, we have to self-regulate. Of course, there needs to be trust before any of that can be completely developed or understood. We need to be motivated. We need to find motivation. And yet we also need to find empathy and all of the social skills that are going to benefit us in the immediate and long-term future of our relationships. We need to not fear human interactions. We need to not worry about every consequence. We need real-world skills. Human skills. Practical skills. Actual skills. Not just the ability to tick boxes and memorize information for the short term. And I think deep down inside most of us know that very little of what we learn in school is retained in our mind for longer periods of time. We study and then we forget because we know we're not going to need that piece of information again. And it's always more important to know where to find the information rather than to always know the information. I'm not sure that any of us can remember everything. We forget to treat our minds like a library. You have to know where you're putting the information. You can't just open the door and throw it in and close the door <laughs> like some untidy closet. You've got to know where you're putting the knowledge. How is it that adults think when they think about education? Is it just a place to put the children because you don't have time for them? Are you going deeper into what's happening? Do you know the teachers? Do you know what the teachers' philosophies are? Do you know what the teachers think? I'm pretty sure that a lot of parents don't. They are disconnected 
Do you ever, as an adult, remember wondering if any of the information that you were learning was ever going to be useful? Would it ever be relevant? Do you remember wondering how it was going to help you in the future? I mean, if you ask me, the kids who did well in school had a lot of social problems. (laughs) And the kids who did badly in school, they turned out that they could communicate well enough to do well in the real world. You know, as as they say, it's very often not so much about what you know, it's about who you know. It's about the networks. It's about the six degrees of separation. School is in itself so often cut off from the real world that even the teachers don't understand how to apply whatever it is that they're learning outside the classroom. And if you take them outside of the classroom and put them in the real world, they look a little bit lost. Most people just know what they know. They live in that triangle of home, the office, the workplace, the shop, <laughs> the social activity. Is that a triangle? Might be. <laughs> might be a square. <laughs> might be a parallelogram. <laughs> Can't say that word either. <laughs> Rhombus. There you go. Um, but you know what I want to say there it, it's A to B, B to C C to D, D to A well, what's that teaching our kids right well, firstly there's a lot more letters in the alphabet and what about the randomness of things you know isn't Happiness, partly serendipity, that unpredictability of things, that excitement where you know that there's going to be a game, but you don't know what the result is going to be. You know there's going to be a party, but you don't know exactly who is going to be there. Where does all this fit in? Does it matter if you fail the test? Does it matter if you already know that you can't use the information that you've memorized anyway? And where do the real world skills fit in? You know? how you talk, how you listen, how you advise, how you look after yourself, how you wash, how you dress, how you sleep, how you cook a meal, how you manage your money, how you plan a project, 
how you delegate a task, how you support a friend, how you advocate for a cause, how you love. There's a quote that I'd like to read to you by a writer, an educator called Alfie Cohn. It's quite short. It goes, In a word, learning is decontextualized. We break ideas down into tiny pieces that bear no relation to the whole. We give students a brick of information, followed by another brick, and then followed by another brick, until they are graduated. At which point we assume that they have a house. But really, what they have is a pile of bricks. And they don't have it for very long. How does that compare to your experience? Do you know what he's talking about? It's hard, isn't it? It's hard learning. It's hard helping people learn. It's hard growing. It's hard helping people to grow. It's hard knowing yourself in a world where other people don't know themselves. It's only when you know yourself that you can help other people to know themselves. And even then, all you have is your own experience, which might be completely irrelevant to how other people see the world. Why do so many adults themselves feel lost? That they can't educate their own children, that they have to send them to school? Isn't that just a feeling of the school itself and you're just throwing your children back into your own history? leads to people freaking out later on, trying to find themselves, taking time to travel, taking a gap year, trying to realize who they truly are, because they probably spent most of their childhood being told what to do, what to think, and where to go, and how to do it all. And they lack the time for their real passions and their real friends. How's that academic success serving you now? Filled the time, didn't it? 
tick the box for somebody somewhere. What if it was truly possible to grow up knowing yourself completely, being whole, understanding the holistic principles, the interconnectedness of everything rather than the disconnectedness of the school, the test, the society. Did you know that large numbers of children, when they go to nursery school, experience a feeling of abandonment because they have no real perception of time at that early age. You know that kids can't tell five minutes from five hours, five days from five weeks. And they say bye to their mum or dad in the morning, not knowing exactly when they're going to return. It's hard. It's harder for the kids. People will say, oh, it's hard for the parents too. Yeah, it is. But it's harder for the kids. But what if? What if you didn't have to worry about that? What if you had the time to grow into who you could truly become without being told that you had to go there and do that and know this and be different from who you are or be even chastised or ostracized for being who you are? What if you had time to explore all your interests, all the avenues, all the roads, all the forests, all the seas, to find what you love? The very first thing that I did when I left university was, and I, I walked out saying, I'm, I'm just going to take a year. And this, is not, this is not right. These, these people are not right. Everybody dictating everything to you. And the social pressure of conforming. The first thing I did was I went to a park and I sat under a tree and I read a book and I loved it. Because I suddenly could be myself, could think for myself. <laughs> it was an entire, an entirely, can't say that word either, an entirely liberating experience to just read and not be assessed on what I was reading, not have to explain it to people, not have to tell people what I was thinking, just to let it be.
So I guess the Beatles had it right. <laughs> right? What if we could learn to love learning? And what if learning was just a natural act anyway? Not something that needed to be forced. I think that we all have things that we are interested in. And naturally we we learn more about those things because we want to know. Because it matters. It seems that we've all just accepted the fact that children need to be taught how to learn. But they're not even really taught how, are they? They're, 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 they're told what, and then just left to kind of fend for themselves. If you've got good parents, they'll, they'll, they'll guide you. And you know the greatest elements that help promote strong learning or parental involvement and teacher expectation. And then the excitement of being able to explore and isn't that excitement something that dwindles as children get older? Have you noticed that they at the beginning, they run into school, but after several years, they <laughs> trudge slightly more slowly as they realize they're not going to have that much control over all the things that are being, I don't know, said to them, told to them, all the things that they're being really forced to do, because it is force. <laughs> and then we expect them to understand what it means to be free when they've never really been free, which is, you know, the problem with when you ask someone, well, what do you want to do in the future? It's like, <laughs> I've never had a job. I don't know. <laughs> right? And then you realize that the great skills like adaptability are not even taught. Not even mentioned. It's just part and parcel of the process is the school. Something you have to get through. And that'll get you to the next rung of the ladder. Which will get you to the next rung of the ladder. Which will get you to the next rung of the ladder. What if you don't want to climb the ladder, eh? It's easy to see why young people become so disinterested in so much. They, um, they're very much being channeled from an early age like you would channel water into a 
garden or something. <laughs> you know, they're being led in specific directions because in the micromanagement of society, you do need a certain number of people to work in this area and another certain number of people to work in that area and for everything to all be organized. But once it's all organized, what next? <laughs> what next? Down the line, you're going to reach a point where you want everything to be different. And then what? How does society deal with that as we have to adapt to move forward? And yet the kids rush home from school with their test scores. Happy to show their parents how obedient they have become. <laughs> Obedience. <laughs> what a terrible thing to be teaching children. Discipline, yes. Learning self-discipline, of course. <laughs> but to be obedient? <laughs> How boring is that? <laughs> so what if children didn't go to school? What if they weren't subjected to forced learning? Would it be so bad? What if they followed their passions? What if the child was never really the problem? What if they were just left to, to be with the right environment and the right kind of guidance? Because progress and success and Happiness partly means loving what we learn. And personally, I don't really care about test scores. <laughs> if you really hate what you're doing, what's the point in doing it? Who are you doing it for? Yes, we can learn some things by going through complicated processes but that has to be our choice not the choice of others so these are my thoughts these are some thoughts <laughs> who's to say where the thoughts come from and who they belong to I hope that um, this reaches you, whoever you are, wherever you are, and that uh, it gives you something to think about. I'm not sure if this will be a single broadcast or 
if it will be part of a series. I don't know yet. It's all a process, isn't it? It's all about the journey, not about the destination. So um, thank you for listening, and uh, wherever you are, make sure that you have a great day. Take care.